When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. Hello, hello, Bill Nye the Science Guy here, sitting in for Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'm your guest host for this week's Star Talk Radio, and our guest this week, everybody, is none other than Chuck Nice. Hey, how are you, Bill? Well, now that I'm here with you, I'm fabulous. You know what, Bill? You had me at I'm Bill Nye. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, it's great to see you. It's great to, uh, of course, the word C is something you have to imagine on the radio, the most visual medium, but uh, my understanding, Chuck. Yes is you have some questions that our listeners have provided. Absolutely. This is what we call our cosmic queries, and um, you do not know the questions. I have them here in front of me on my little tablet device. I'm feeling the drama. I'm feeling the drama. And um, what we do here is we just uh, allow uh, our listeners to submit any question that they would like. And when I say any... I mean, indeed, any. I believe you. In yeah. my understanding now, these questions are submitted on the electronic internet, on those computer machines that the kids are using. <laughs> and so they've not only, you got a Twitter handle, yes. you got a, you have a photo, you have sort of a visual. Yeah, well, you know, what's funny is uh, this is the first time I've actually used my tablet to uh, access the questions, which means that I am able to see not only the questions, but I'm able to see the Twitter handle, their profile pictures. Some of them are coming in from Google+, some of them from Facebook. So I... I, uh, I literally have a, either an avatar or a picture of the person who's asking me the question. You have a picture that they've chosen to send you. Uh, yes, a picture. Like, I'm pretty sure this cat didn't ask our first question. Well, it depends. <laughs> you, you never know. A cosmic cat. Yes, yeah, so try the first question. All right, let's jump right into this, Bill. Uh, this one is from uh, Google+, Plus, and this is Michelle Rivera. And Michelle wants to know this. What's the closest that any comet has come to Earth, and what was it named and when did it come close also what's your favorite ice cream uh well we'll finish with the ice cream uh but the i think that my understanding the closest comet would have been comet holly comet holly yeah back in uh, 1910 i believe it uh people thought that you could read at night by the light reflect- by the light of the comet yeah so it is reported and so then you could argue, uh, if you want to, which is fun, that perhaps the impactor that uh, became uh, the, the uh, Chelyabinsk bolide, the glowing thing in the sky over Russia last year, or maybe you could say, what about 
uh, the Tunguska event, blowing down trees for hundreds of kilometers in every direction, that's coming real close when right, you now, actually let's, hit let's, us. Let's, let's, let's go back to that one, okay? Because uh, the other stuff I've heard, now go back to Tunguska? Tunguska. Tunguska. That was a party, 1908, June 30th, as reckoned in the modern calendar. Okay. You know, back then, even uh, Russia, they because of their hyster- historical uh, affiliations with certain, um, certain religious organizations, they didn't agree on what calendar to use. But okay. in the modern calendar is the 30th of June, 1908, something hits the Earth's atmosphere so hard. How hard did it hit? So hard that it blew up. Knock down trees, hundreds of kilometers, and just like Chelyabinsk, just a shockwave. Yeah, yeah, only more so. And I remind you, last year in Chelyabinsk, right? Every there's so much insurance fraud. How much insurance fraud is there? There's so much. People have dashboard cameras, right? Driving that is correct. The car. So there were dozens, hundreds of videos of this thing streaking through the sky. Everybody right. runs up to the window to watch it, and then three minutes later, whack! The sonic booms hit the ground. Yeah, and all the windows shattered, and yeah, you had a a lot of documentation because you're right. Everybody does uh, use. Now hold it. There was one more part of that. Then here's the other part. What's your favorite ice cream? It's vanilla. I'm vanilla is genius. People say vanilla is boring. I go, are you kidding? Vanilla is 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 perfect. It's, it's a perfect flavor. It doesn't get any better than vanilla. Not for me. Right. And you know, most flavors are nothing but vanilla with something added to my it. My point. I was about <laughs> to bring up my point. What is strawberry ice cream? It's just vanilla uh, with strawberries. Yeah. Well, the word just vanilla, I got to remind well, okay, you. Okay, careful sorry. there. Uh, please, by no means did uh, I mean to diminish vanilla. <laughs> but I'm not going to get in a fist fight in the ice cream flavor bar. <laughs> if you want to enjoy your chocolate, chocolate chip, if you want your mint chocolate chip, if you want your peppermint stick, knock yourselves out out okay because that's more for me (laughs) it's more vanilla for me all right fantastic man let's move on and uh let's grab another question here and this one is from he calls himself red king all right coming to us from google mr nye which occupation would best fit for a student majoring in aeronautical engineering and minoring in music theory, what a weird and not weird combination at all. Well, it depends what you want to do. If you really dig rockets, right. I got to point out that the biggest, the biggest, um, a, a significant problem in rocket launching mm-hmm. are the acoustic waves, the acoustic energy in the flame tunnel. The flame duct. Okay. And so, uh, to me, uh, acoustics and sound music theory are uh, related, uh, intimately, are smoochifying. So, uh, I, enc- <laughs> I encourage smoochifying? you- Smoochifying? Smoochifying. I a love little it. A uh, coinage. I uh, recommend that you pursue aerospace professionally and you pl- keep playing music for kicks because uh, we need you. We want you to take us this uh, red. What's his name? Red, red King. Red King. Red King. We. And I say he. Red King. He or she. Want you to take us to um, to Mars. Yeah. Well, Red King is a guy. Well, well it has a guy. Has a guy. Yeah. Uh, it's a male yeah. designation, King. Yeah. You know, Red Queen could go either I, way. I'm though. glad you said it. Yes. I'm glad you said Indeed it. Indeed, I did. <laughs> hey. Okay. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> You, st- you started it. I did start it, but you know what? That's quite all right, There was man. no goalie on the, that hey, punchline. There you go. <laughs> Let's move on to Aaron W. Uh, A-A-R? No, not Aaron. Aaron. E-R-I-N. E-R-I-N. Aaron W. And 
Aaron wants to know this. What, if any, is the best way to present scientific fact in a way that won't make people super defensive? I'm thinking specifically of anti-vaccination crowd, but anyone can have irrational beliefs and fake science. Basically, how do you how do you not get people PO'd? Well, in the face of science, fact. The thing about vaccinations is uh, they are proven to work. You, everybody enjoys his or her pasteurized milk. And the other thing to remember: uh, not only are vaccinations designed to protect your kid from diseases, but they're to, they're designed to protect my kids from your kids. Right. Vaccinations work. And that this very well-known woman associated spuriously her kid's vaccination with autism, but at the same time he or she was diagnosed with autism, is wrong. It's bad science. It's been disproven. And I hope her views are discredited soon enough. Meanwhile, Chuck, we'll be back after this. Welcome back. Welcome back to Star Talk Radio. Bill Nye here, guest hosting for my beloved uh, good buddy, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I'm here being interrogated <laughs> by none other than Chuck Nice, who's got your questions submitted on that electronic computer internet with the electric computer machines that the kid's using. And he can see your avatar. Yes, for the first time. When you, when you put in a question, we know what you want to look like. That's right. We know who you are now. And uh, we actually know who uh, Mark Siegert is, and or Seigert. I'm not particularly sure. Don't want to mess that up, Mark. But he's got a pretty cool question here for you, Bill. Uh, with the majority of stars in the universe being... The majority of stars. That's what he says. The majority of stars in the universe being red dwarfs, oh. and the majority of planets uh, revolving around red dwarfs. Is there any chance of life on those particular planets? And if yes... Will it be completely different? Will plants or microorganisms be able to use the much weaker solar energy? So a different take on photosynthesis, basically, would there be? I say there'd have to be. Okay. That's what I would say. And, and the reason I would say that is there's so many stars. When people throw around the expression billions and then billions and billions – it's really beyond imagining for most people. Now, you know, when I was young, <laughs> people speculated that there would be a planet around every hundred stars, one in a hundred stars. Just one planet for every hundred stars. Yeah. Uh, then of those, how many of those would be Earth-like? You'd take another fraction. Well, it turns out Kepler Space Telescope, Hubble Space Telescope, right. apparently every star is a star system right. with planets. Now, why would, you know, why would, just a quick aside, why would the assumption be made that one planet uh, for every hundred stars, when our sun is a star and we clearly have eight planets around our sun. Well, we were just we were just dealing with it, man. <laughs> Nobody knew. You didn't have a, a Kepler Space Telescope. We were jamming. I'm talking about Frank Drake and Carl Sagan and our our uh, predecessors. Predecessors. Okay, go ahead. So, so continue. Then the chances of there not being life when you have billions of planets right. just it seems extraordinarily low. That is to say, the chance of there not being anything just got to be 
vanishingly small. There has to be something out there. Absolutely. Just because we have green plants, which reflect green light mysteriously, that doesn't mean somebody else who hasn't had asteroid impacts, who didn't have all this sulfur or whatever the heck, cadmium, whatever else we might have on the iridium right. after the uh, impact from the kill the ancient dinosaur. Who knows what plants came up with or what living things came up with? There's got to be something out there. And if you meet somebody who says he or she has never wondered if there's anything out there, they're lying to you. They're lying. They're lying. Just straight. We already know. We don't need a test. We just know you're a liar. <laughs> so you know what? If I ever encounter anyone who says, eh, I've never really thought about it, I'm just going to call them a bald-faced liar That's, right to yeah, the, right yeah. out. Just what call them out. What else can I not trust you about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's cool. So there you have it. What a great answer because uh, yes and yes. There, there's got to be. There'll be life there. And are those organisms out there wondering about you and me? Now that's a different story. I, 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 Wouldn't they? wonder the same things where did we come from are we alone those two questions maybe they're not wondering maybe they already know the answers <laughs> could be chuck that's not my strongest material thank you for your uh, that was good validation. stuff though i like it i like it you're silly and i didn't know that about you that's well, fantastic. looks aren't everything <laughs> all right let's uh let's move on and get to uh richard moeller and uh Rich, sure. Rich Moeller. Richard Moeller is. Uh, What's his avatar look like? I, I gotta tell you, my business. Uh, you know what? Here's. He looks like an accountant. What is he? Nope. I tell you, Rich he is, is a, a he family was, man. He's he's in the picture with his son or a child. I was gonna say a child because I have my I've made assumptions with facts not in evidence. So that's right. He is uh, he is with a child. It's not are, your kid. Not your kid. It's not my kid. Yeah. Yes. Clearly. Yeah. I, I don't take pictures with my kids. <laughs> so you that know. you know of. <laughs> yeah. All right, so here's what Richard wants to know. Since people at the equator go faster relative to people closer to the poles, yeah. do they age more slowly? It seems to me I've done this calculation in physics class. For real? Yeah. Okay. They do, but it's not, it's not much. So it's insignificant. Oh, it's insignificant for sure. But when you get into these um, thousandths of billionths, things do not add up. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> but it's a cool question. And astronauts age ever so slightly more slowly than you and I do. Just by being up there. By being in orbit. By yeah. being in orbit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fantastic. Now, the astronauts of the very near future, if we can use this term, who will go into where the sky is dark, 100 mm. kilometers, the, the uh, uh, Kármán limit, the Kármán limit, uh, they're going to go up and down without going in orbit. They will be slightly younger. Oh, by the way, when you're in a jet airplane flying around the continent, around the world, you're going, your time is passing ever so slightly more slowly. Slightly more slowly. And for those of you who take physics and have not computed that, I encourage you to do that because it's fun. And then the other thing that just used to rivet me was there was a question, what is the attraction, but, uh, and then in parentheses, gravitational between a 70-kilogram boy and a 60-kilogram girl. In parentheses, gravitational. <laughs> boy, that was a titillating science problem right there. <laughs> the uh, gravitational constant times mass one, mass two over the distance between them squared. And that's gravitational. That's because gravitational. the other computation is it's, boobs. Uh, I am shocked. <laughs> Absolutely shocked. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm fa and fascinated. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to uh, Vardan 
Narize, oh man, I'm, I'm well. Just to do your best, Varden. I'm really sorry that I'm about to butcher your name. But you're like not this. a native speaker of Hindi or Urdu, or right? Anything, so right? it's uh, Nazaretian. 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 But Vardy is our buddy. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, what is the best way to utilize an asteroid deflecting tech without actually having to use a spacecraft, if possible, like something, uh, a space station on the moon that will deflect asteroids, though maybe a tractor beam, some, type, tractor of, beam. some type of similar technology. <laughs> so, so, is, is Vardy just kind of is, he or watching she too is much jamming uh, watching too much star trek or is 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 this i don't think you can watch too much star trek that's so true uh, I, but I think you're right about that I've, I've tried i i haven't i'm haven't overdosed yet the thing i'm fine i could quit if i wanted the thing is <laughs> uh as soon as you say we're going to have something on the moon to deflect it that's it's going to involve a spacecraft yeah so the correct the the question's uh, trickily worded but i think uh Having a tractor beam is technology beyond us right now. Mm-hmm. However, uh, you may recall Tom Swift and his Repelatron Skyway. Tom Swift Jr. He had Repelatrons, which would be <laughs> beams that would repel objects. Instead of that, taking it one step less farther into the future, you could use Earth or Moon-based lasers to zap the asteroid, if you could find it, and aim it with such precision and keep the beam narrow enough and cause the material on the asteroid to volatize, to ablate, right. to burn off, right. to eject. And then the momentum of the ejected material, fabulous Latin word, the ejecta, would then have you potentially, hypothetically, imaginationally, uh, would have enough uh, momentum to deflect the asteroid. We only need to change, typical asteroid might be going... Uh, 20 uh, kilometers a second. 20 kilometers a second. And we got to deflect at about 2 millimeters a second, about a 10 millionth of its momentum. A 10 millionth of its delta v, uh, of its V has to be changed, of its velocity and direction, uh, speed and direction has to be changed. So this is, uh, that's not a bad, uh, insightful, thoughtful insight. However... Uh, the problem is going to be an international one. Just finding the asteroids is a huge deal, and it is, Chuck. Yes. The only, as far as anybody can reckon, the only preventable natural disaster. I am delighted that Vardy's out there thinking about this. And Go Var- get him. Vardy is doing a great job thinking Go about it. Go get him. <clears throat> so you're saying basically it would be more, is it more feasible to repulse than it is to guide? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But still- Great that you think But they're, that. they're co-interrelated together between themselves. I got you. That is to say, puns intended. <laughs> uh, in that deflecting one is going to involve changing its velocity, changing its speed and direction somehow. Either right. you smack into it, or you get something with mutual gravity to tow it off course. Right. Or what we at the Planetary Society are all hot for is volatizing the surface with space based lasers that's in awesome. our laser B spacecraft. I got to tell you, that's the first time I've ever heard that, and I think it's fantastic. That's good. You keep thinking about that, and we'll be back right after this. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx, 
who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the US on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome back. Bill Nye here, guest hosting on Star Talk Radio for my beloved buddy, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I don't want you all to be jealous, but I'm sitting here with Chuck Nice. Oh, Bill. Eat your hearts out, people. <laughs> but you can join us uh, by, by audio, by sound, because Chuck has some thoughtful insights that you have provided him. That is to say some questions. Some That's right. Some queries. cosmic queries. And uh, we have taken questions from all over the internet, whatever source that we are a part of and our now, listeners. as far as you know. As far as we know. All of these questions. Yes. All over the internet. All over the internet. Are from Earth. Is that right? As far as I know. Mm. And I cannot confirm nor That's deny right. that. Yes. Except yes. in my no. limited understanding of where they, from where they come, which would be, from what I know, the internet. Uh, let's, on Earth. On Earth. That's all I know. But it could be. Uh, let's move on to Madison Barnes. And Madison has uh, also included a picture. Now, I'm pretty sure this is his child because it's an infant and he's laying on the bed with it and he looks really happy. Uh, then again, wow. by that description, maybe it's not his child. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is that, are, are you associating with that? Or I was that, just, uh, I was, <laughs> is it completely unrecognizable to you as a parent? As a parent, you're right. It's completely unrecognizable to me. So, 16 miserable years. Yeah, it's, yes. there you have it. And most of them because of the children, Bill. I know. I know. They, uh, they, um, 
It's an it's a what is it? Uh, insanity is hereditary. You get it from your kids. That's yes, right. Absolutely. All right. Here we go from Madison Barnes. And Madison wants to know this. Finding the Higgs boson uh, with the LHC was an amazing achievement. What are we looking for next with the LHC? And is there a bigger and better accelerator being built to succeed it? Wow. Uh, Interesting. The Large Hadron Collider. Uh, as far right. as I know, there is not one being built. If I were king of the footies, <laughs> we would build a bigger one. Right. Because these people, the atom-smashing people, my physics colleagues, they cannot get enough of smashing. They love smashing, and they learn something every time they smash. Right. So what what I guess everybody wants to do is reproduce those results of the Higgs boson finding, uh, which gives everything, apparently, gives everything mass. And then uh, what I want to know... Uh, what we want in science are, is to find laws or rules or theories that make predictions that are true. Uh, the things they predict are true here on Earth, and they're true deep in the cosmos. Gotcha. So if there's all this dark energy and dark matter flying around out there, six times the mass of uh, everything we can observe, well, isn't some of that stuff here? And would we find it by smashing things with even more smashness? Perhaps. And so, yes, I would like to build a bigger collider and look deeper. But this is a, a civilian, you know, as a mechanical engineer, I took a lot of physics. I know what you're thinking. Did you put it back? <laughs> no, so that aside, uh, I, it just seems to me what we see deep in the cosmos, we should observe here. And I'm pitching right now here on Star Talk Radio, R with a circle, copyright Bill Nye, Darkons. Darkons. Particles of dark. Particles of dark. Physics people, they love they love their particles. They can't get enough of particles. They got their neutrons, their protons. Are they really particles? Or do we just imagine them that there's photons? Are they really particles? Or this right. sort of a way of of thinking about things? And so maybe there are particles of dark energy that interact with dark matter that darkons. interact with our darkons that interact with everything we know and see. And that discovery would, dare I say it, Chuck. Change the world. That would change the universe. It would change our our, our understanding of, of the universe. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the, the universe would remain exactly as the same. As far as we know, as unless as we know. there's that that extraordinary chance right. that the we could build a collider big enough to change things. Yes, I don't like they do in the in the in the movies. Well, that was an insightful question. I have to say, nice job. You have to there. sound so surprised. Well, you know, I, I, just because the guy's got a kid doesn't mean he can't think. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Okay, I, I had a joke there that I certainly cannot say. All right. Well, you said just because he's got a kid doesn't mean he can't think. But uh, <laughs> They're saying it about you. Don't yeah, worry. That, that's right. I'm saying it about Dad. myself. It's a little late Dad. for the thinking part. Uh, here we go. Let's go with... You're embarrassing me, Dad. <laughs> You've been in my house. <laughs> I've heard my... tell. I've heard tell. Eric uh, uh, Velde wants to know this, Bill. Okay, so thinking about relativity and how time does funny things when something is super massive or moving fast, I have in my kitchen a stove and a microwave, each with a respective clock. I have synchronized the clock, clocks, and after a few weeks, noticed that the microwave is running four to five minutes faster. So my question is, is my microwave moving faster or slower through the universe, or is it denser than a stove Eric. I would say neither. 
Neither. They're moving at pretty much exactly the same speed through the universe, but there's different circuitry running the clocks. Now, back in the day, this would be three and a half years ago, the power company was required to count a number of cycles of 60 cycle power a week. Mm -hmm. They no longer have that requirement, although by long tradition, most power companies do. So what you are witnessing is an artifact of the circuit design. And so if uh, we'll see in the near future if the next generation of these appliances includes clocks that are coordinated with uh, global positioning satellites. And that is a fantastic system. I hope you'll think about it because we'll be back right after this. Welcome back. Welcome back. Bill Nye here, guest hosting for my beloved Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I'm here with none other than Chuck Nice. Hey, Bill. Who, with his electronic tablet machine, <laughs> is wrangling your brilliant questions, which you sent to us on the internet. And uh, I just want to remind everybody, the thing that Chuck seems to be fascinated with, of course, he's fascinated with your questions, but I can tell he's looking at your avatars, your yeah, little that, pictures. I, I have to tell you, and this next uh, gentleman, which is Danny H., is uh, tweeting to us from... Uh, you know it's a guy? Yes, I... Uh, I'm, I'm, See? Unless there the bottom go. of this picture will reveal something quite shocking, <laughs> this oh, is a guy. So, well, we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Danny, uh, uh, Danny wants to know this. Gravity can affect light, yes. as in general rel. General rel. Gen rel, we call it, apparently. Okay. Uh, but can it affect strong nuclear force, or do black holes already do that? Uh, black holes certainly affect affect, affect light. light, right? Uh, and the strong nuclear force, I think, I, I'm not an expert on this. I think is independent of photons. I mean, that's one of its deals. Light is um, comprised of photons. Mm -hmm. Photons can affect electron orbitals, but I don't think they can get in there to the strong nuclear force. Now, perhaps in coming weeks, uh, our beloved Neil will. Um, have a great deal more to say about that, but I think photonic interactions don't happen don't happen inside uh, between quarks and baryons, he okay. heavy uh, nuclear uh, heavy uh, particles in atomic nuclei. With that said, the stuff that goes on in black holes is not very well understood. So maybe things are torn apart and photons take on a new something that we don't understand inside black holes. Gotcha. Investigating black holes, tricky business. I would say so. I would say so. Can't see them. <laughs> what about that? Flying blind, huh? Is that how it much. works? Yeah. There you go. All right, Danny. Hey, that's uh, There you have it, man. The answer is uh, pretty much not probably really. Not. Probably, probably not. not. Probably not. Almost certainly not. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, this one is from at old man Carson. And, and this is wow. uh, Jonathan Carlson, at Old Man Carlson, <laughs> wants to know. If you want to send him an email. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to tweet, uh, Jonathan, it's at Old Man Carlson. And uh, maybe that's an old picture because he looks like a very young man. If in the double hole electron experiment, E goes through walls and I made of E, uh, why can't I go through walls? Uh 
maybe you'll be able to, but making yourself out of E is a big that, Therein lies the uh, uh, electronic f- electric field. There's the rub, huh? But once again, our heroes on Star Trek, they do it all the time. Absolutely. You can right transport down into, uh, sure. if there's a cavern, a couple miles yes. underground. Yes. Yes. Go right there. And no problem. when you get there, everybody will speak perfect English. <laughs> Exactly. Amazing. (laughs) That is the cool thing. However, now, that's very funny. That's true. Well, uh, they all speak perfect English. uh, Well, it's a big time saver uh, when you uh, when you're going to do a TV show. Hey, guess what? It's it's in the United States for audiences that are native speakers. English. It's the business language of the universe. People of aerospace. It is. That's for sure. Oh, cool. Now, when you travel around the world, go to the Astronautical Congress and what have you, as I have. Yes. Uh, everybody <laughs> speaks English because NASA just, you know, and Boeing. Right. McDonnell Douglas just established this. So the Wright brothers just established this so far back. Exactly. That it's going to be. But who knows what the future holds? Who knows what your children will be speaking when they run their own software companies? The, the Mandarin and Cantonese and uh, Urdu. Are, are be- you hinting at the inevitable decline of our great empire, Bill? No, <laughs> but the developing world is developing. The developing world is developing. So are you saying that we might have to learn uh, Cantonese or Mandarin? Well, Cantonese yeah. it would be because well, Mandarin is... What have you, tonal languages. And so uh, this is not a bad thing. It's a thing. When you meet people from Europe, they routinely speak two or three languages because so they have to. Okay. And uh, that's not neither here nor there. But you know, you can drive all the way across the country of France in six or well, seven hours. You drive six hours out of here, you barely get to Buffalo. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, six hours away. We're not even in Pittsburgh. It's not that we're all bad. It's that the U.S. turned out to be this huge country. So uh, do we have one more question? Uh, Because the the break's approaching. I feel the excitement. You know what? I'm going to give you this question, but you might have to answer it after the break. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Because I I think you're going to need some time for this. But uh, this is what... uh, at RT Feely wants to know, climate change deniers drive me crazy. How can we convince them that the data is real and not some scam? I'll tell you right after this. <laughs> everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Hey, hey, Bill Nye here, guest hosting for my beloved, my good friend, Neil deGrasse Tyson, here on Star Talk Radio. I don't want you to be jealous. Yes, I'm here with Chuck Nice. <laughs> and he is all that, ladies. He is nice. <laughs> now, Chuck, we had a question right before the break. Yes, we did. And RT Feely wanted to know, climate change deniers drive me crazy. How can we convince them that the data is real and not some kind of scam? Well, here's the thing about the scam. Conspiracy theories are lazy. Uh -huh. Wouldn't it be nice if there were someone in charge screwing things up on purpose? <laughs> But actually, things are screwed up just sort of by accident. We got 7 billion people living on a planet where the atmosphere is just this thick. Right. If you could drive straight up on some crazy road with some crazy car, you'd be in outer space in an hour and a half. The way people drive in New York, you'd be there in uh, 45, yeah, maybe 45, about 45, 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, conspiracy theories are are not very good explanations for things, especially something as complicated as climate change. I encourage you to read the hockey stick. Uh, by uh, Michael Mann. <laughs> Full disclosure, paperback version, I wrote the foreword. Now, Chuck, <laughs> it's time for the lightning round. Yes, it is. You have the bell there, and uh, what we are going to do is we are going to zip through these questions as quickly as possible. Let you me remind you. Go ahead. This installment of the lightning round is powered by our good friends over at GE. You should head over to their YouTube page and take a quick look at some of the cool things they're doing. Quick, right after this segment, www.youtube.com slash GE. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the, micro, to the uh, lightning round. And there you go. Let's start with Rachel Pomeroy at Rachel Palm. She wants to know this. We know some things can be ignited with light. Can anything be ignited with sound? Oh yeah, really? Sure. What? You get it uh, you get it vibrating at its natural frequency if, you, if it's something that's going to fatigue. Yeah. You ever try to straighten out a paperclip and it gets right. warm? It just, it gets hot. Take a rubber band, stretch it, stretch it, stretch it. Gets it hot. gets hot. You can right. get it hot enough to burn. Whoa! That was awesome. All right, this is at uh Corbin Bonspod, okay? This is Daniel is his name. And he actually sent this to you. Because you're at Science Guy, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so he wants to know, at Science Guy. Here we go. Here really? We go. That's a question? <laughs> I, Chuck lost, Fine. I lost the question on my Chuck tablet. Fine crap. <laughs> Here we yeah, go. We Let's go. We <laughs> uh, could we build a space elevator to the moon's pole from the Earth's pole? A oh, space elevator. Uh, very difficult business because the moon is going around the Earth. It's orbiting, although because uh, even though it has a little woo, 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 vibration, it, say it faces the same face to us. It's an eigenvalue if you're scoring along with us, a proper value. So it rotates once. Well, every month. So you're going to have to have a pivot. You're going to have to have something like uh, a cowboy's wrist oh, with right. his lasso. Excellent. Uh, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's no. Uh, this one is from At One Guilty Pleasure. Also for you. This is straight to you, Bill. Um, is it possible that dark matter is the excrement of a black hole? 
He's being funny, but I know what he's asking. Uh, yeah, it's it could pretty be. funny. It could be that the, what uh, things that fall into a black hole right. come out another part of the universe at another time. Right? Have they been modified? The things that fall in have the has the stuff turned into dark stuff? Right. Has it become comprised of darkons? Darkons. Awesome. So the answer is maybe, maybe, maybe a clear. Maybe that's right. Okay, let's um, let's go. It's lightning, Chuck. Let's go. <laughs> let's people. go. Here we go. Um, this one is from Mark, um, and he wants to know this: Can we protect a spaceship with an artificial magnetic field the same way it's around our Earth? Hypothetically, people talk about this quite about quite a bit. If you had a huge power source, by power I mean electricity power source, some reactor with a Stirling engine and a generator out there on your spacecraft, you could maybe. Make a magnetic field so powerful that you would deflect uh, solar, uh, the solar wind and all those uh, particles and uh, cosmic rays that could, uh, maybe not cosmic rays, the things that could cause you trouble. All the radiation. Could be the radiation could be deflected around your ship. Ah. Uh, so the answer is? Yes. Yes. Number one, shields up. Okay. This one from at- Shield four is bucklings. <laughs> shield four is always trouble. Lead on. Uh, this is from at Laura Lee Biology. Can Bill comment on Hawking's new claims regarding event horizons? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's apparently he's uh, things that fall into black holes may not come out at another part of the universe at another time. You may be a way to get the energy back. That's the way I understand the paper. Gotcha. And she asked, "Can I comment?" I did. I mean, <laughs> ignorantly. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. This one from at CJ Robinson wants to know this. Uh, what would happen to our atmosphere if <gasps> gravity was turned off for one minute? So no gravity on Earth for one minute. What would the effects be? We remind you. Inertia is a property of matter. So I guess if we turned off the gravity for a minute, the uh, everything would continue to spin through space for a while, but then you'd start getting a lot of outgassing random collisions. The atmosphere would be warmer than space, so those molecules would bounce off each other and disappear forever. Whoa. Okay, so we're running out of time. We're down to the wire. This is from Scott Avion, and he wants to know, what advice can you give a new science teacher from K-12 to trying to really engage their children in ex and get them excited about sciences? Oh, that's a fabulous question. Chuck, what was your favorite thing about your favorite teachers? Uh, they made me want to learn. They made they're passionate. They're passionate. They're yes. passionate. So, uh, Guy, what's his name? Yeah, Scott. Scott, let your passion come through. And we'll see you next time on Star Talk Radio. I'm here with Chuck Nice and we have had nothing but fun. Thanks for listening. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 